Welcome to Relevance for Today, a show where you will be encouraged, inspired, and fed through the Word of God. You will find relevant teachings, tips, discussions, interviews, and more for both believers and even non-believers who are considering salvation through Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey folks, Steve Lewis. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Relevance for Today. Hope you all are doing well. Hope you're doing fantastic. I'm doing great. As you can tell, (laughs) some of you have been watching my shows for years. You can tell I've slimmed down a little bit. So things are going good with the weight loss. Over 60 pound weight loss so far. Woo! All right. So keeping it going, taking care of the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen to that, right? Okay. So, hey, shout out to dad, all the family members watching the tv show or listening once again remember we are on kingdom community tv once again we are on youtube you can head over to youtube look up relevance for today stephen lewis or you can listen to any of the podcast shows on any podcast app including spotify apple podcast iheart radio amazon music audible and so many more locations including pandora So, hey, with that being said, we're going to jump into this series. Once again, we're in the equipping stage, doing a series this time on Christ-like living with determination. You know, determination, I'm determined to get a good grade on this test. I'm determined to pass basic training. I'm determined to get this new job, and I'm going to do whatever I can to get it. Well, how about we determine to live a Christ-like life? Sound good? So in this series, we'll be looking at some important instructions in the New Testament on living a Christ-like life. You can find so much. I've said it before. I sound like a broken record, but hey, I mean, we're almost up to 300 episodes, so I'm going to sound like a broken record eventually. But the bottom line is you can glean off of not only Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but what about Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians? Thessalonians, Romans, Hebrews, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, all those documents, the Bible is, here it is right here, holding it up, composed of so many nuggets, the Word of God. God chose people inspired by the Holy Spirit to write down what he needed recorded for us, right? So all those letters that the Apostle Paul wrote, all the instruction letters that he wrote, responses that he wrote. He wrote these letters to the churches for instruction, right? The Word of God helps us, teaches us, equips us. So when you open that up, don't just say, hey, these letters are to the churches in Ephesus or these letters are to the churches in Galatia. No, you look at it like if it was good for them in that day, glean from it. What can I learn from the Apostle Paul's writing in this day and age right now? That is what it's all about. So my encouragement is get in the word, stay there, get in the word, take notes, get in the word, learn about how to live a Christ-like life, get in the word, learn the do's and don'ts. If we're all brothers and sisters in Christ as followers, right? If as a Christian, 
You ask Jesus Christ into your life, repent of your sins, turn to the Lord, right? The only way to God, the Creator, our Heavenly Father, is through Jesus Christ. You want to get in there and learn about that, then glean off of it. If the Apostle Paul says stay away from sexual sin, guess what? Stay away from sexual sin. He tells you which way to go, things to do, things not to do. So glean off of them. Amen? All right. So that's my rant. And the key thing is, if we truly focus and devote ourselves to the Word of God, we will have a mindset that will be determined to live that Christ-like life. You know what I mean? We're living in a day and age where the world needs to see Jesus in all of us and not only see him in all of us, but see us through, see him through us as well, if that makes sense what I'm saying. So don't just look at a person and they're talking about, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, you know, and going on about different scripture, but actually see us out in the marketplace, out in the workplace, out anywhere and no matter where they see us, we're always showing the love of Jesus Christ to everyone we come across with, everyone we rub shoulders with. They're going to be able to say, I not only see Jesus in you, but I see him through you the way you are treating others. Make sense? And also remember, like I said before, if people are looking at us, then we need to make sure we are living and walking out a Christ-like life daily. Not just once in a while when we're out in public, daily. Our children need to see it in private, right? Our spouses and so forth. The last thing we want is for someone to look at us, knowing we are a Christian, or at least we say we're a Christian, and saying to themselves, if that's what being a Christian's all about and that's what Christianity looks like, I don't want any part of that. And you've heard it said before. I've heard it said before. I've gone to share the gospel with people one-on-one -on -one, and they've told me the stories about how they were treated. They went to a church. They were treated poorly. They went to this place. They were treated badly. No one would associate with them. Someone told them, take the earrings out of your ear. Someone else said, don't wear pants here and all this foolishness. We need to represent. Sound good? Remember, we want them to see us and ask, what is it that they have? Huh. I don't know what it is about them, but in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a crisis, they're not stressing about stuff. They're still loving on everybody else. I want what they have. And what do we have? We have the Holy Spirit within us. We have Jesus Christ in our life, and that's important. So in this episode, I want to share out of Ephesians chapter 4, to encourage and help all of us, including this guy right here, live in a way that is pleasing to the Lord. Amen? Yes. So the Apostle Paul wrote the letter to the Ephesians. He wrote the letter to the churches in Ephesus to instruct, correct, and encourage the believers on how to live in a Christ-like way. So let's get started. So let's start with Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to do in this episode, we're going to do Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 32. So starting off with 17. With the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. <laughs> Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. 
They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. So I'm going to stop right there for a second. Just for a split second. So remember, the Gentiles during that time were the non-believers, right? They came, they shared the good news about Jesus Christ with the Jews, right? The children of Israel, the Jewish people, the chosen ones. But then, because they rejected the word of God, the Holy Spirit was sending them out to go and hit up the Gentiles and share the good news with the Gentiles as well, which adopted them and us into the family. We became adopted in and grafted in to the family. So those non-believers at that time were the Gentiles, which would be like our non-believers for today. They didn't believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They didn't believe in Christ crucified, raised from the dead. They didn't believe in any of that. And like I said, in our day, you could compare those Gentiles to our everyday unbeliever. Make sense? So continuing on, verse 20, but that isn't what you learned about Christ, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And when I read verse 23, and I'm sure some of you felt the same way, verse 23, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. The first thing I thought about was Romans 12, 2. And of course, as some of you remember, Romans 12, 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove that what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. It's all about getting rid of our own mindsets. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that is not easy. We all know it. We've got folks from all walks of life, stubborn attitudes, the whole nine yards. I do things this way and that's the way it's going to be and nothing's going to change it because that's the way I've been all my life. Or this is the way I've always done it. I'm not learning nothing. I don't want to learn anything new, you know? The unteachable type. They know everything. You can't tell them nothing. You go to share something with them and they'll, no, 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 but no, no, no. It says this, da, 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 da. And it's like, no, listen to what we're saying here. It's in the word of God. It's all about getting rid of our own mindsets, renewing our minds with the word of God, right? I'm going to pick the Bible up again. Renewing our minds with the word of God, going in there, learning, reading, learning how to change your mindset and going from there, renewing our minds with the word of God and allowing, this is key, this is the surrender part, allowing the Holy Spirit to mold and shape us as we surrender to God's will for our life. And let me tell you something, molding and shaping hurts. Trimming and pruning hurts, right? So when you're sitting back saying, well, this is who I am and this is the way I'm going to be, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit starts to mold you and shape you, and you might have things happen like what happened to me last year, where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I thought everything was fantastic with the ministry, and the next thing you know, I'm getting pretty much kicked to the curb out of a ministry that I thought everything was fine, but because I wrote a post about praying for a certain uh, previous president, 
that they got upset with me. And after 10 years of writing over 500 posts, one post caused them to kick me to the curb. But what I didn't realize was it wasn't them that got me out of that ministry. It was the Lord. And that truly was a blessing in disguise. So I was being molded and shaped. And of course, as I stepped away from that, a door opened up that I was able to walk to, and it truly was of the Lord. Holy Spirit showed me, guided me, led me, spoke to me, not only personally, but other people came and shared things that the Holy Spirit had showed them, which aligned perfectly. Two or three witnesses. It was perfect. And so molding and shaping sometimes hurts. Sometimes it's fantastic, and you get mold and shape, and you're like, I surrender. I want to be a Christ-like vessel. Mold me and shape me, Lord. Ah, uh, kumbaya, you know, type thing. And all of a sudden, poof, you come out of your prayer closet, you're a new person, and you're walking straight forward. Other times, you get shaved. You get a few people shaved off, just like my bald head. You get a few people get shaved right off of your relationship chart. And you thought they were supposed to be in your life forever and come to find out they weren't in for you you were not in their best interest at all. It was all about them and so forth. Molding and shaping us. And key thing is surrendering. Surrender to God's will for our life. Just surrender. Sit down, take your time, get in the word, pray, quiet time, worship time. Focus on the Holy Spirit's leading and watch what happens. So let's continue on with verse 25. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. That is key. I'll say that one again. And don't sin by letting anger control you. You know what it's like. You get angry, you just fly off the handle, and you can't control what's coming out of your mouth or control anything. It's really important. Don't let anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work, and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Amen? And I know, I've mentioned this before, but do you notice the patterns in Paul's letters? His goal is to get us all, just like the believers in Ephesus, to change our ways. He's giving us complete instruction on how we can be representatives of Christ. It's all about behavior and attitude. And it's all right here in the word, in plain sight and in easy to understand language. Remember, Paul would always brag about the fact that, hey, listen, I didn't come to you with fancy words and oratorical speaking and Shakespeare type talking. He wasn't that type of person. He wasn't an order. But what he did is he came and he spoke where people could understand him. He came down to their level and spoke with them. And that's key. It's really important to remember those things when you look at Paul. And of course, when we go back through those passages, not only did it say about don't let anger control you, but don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. So for you married couples out there, husbands and wives, you know, if you're having a disagreement about something, try to work it out. 
before you go to bed that night because you're going to stew all night and then you're going to have more to say the next day and it just gets worse and worse. Never go to bed angry. That's always a great saying for married couples and it's true. Yes, you can talk about it the next day, but how about make peace for the night? Hey, I'm sorry the way I come across. I, I was upset and I said this, this, and this. I've got all these different things going on and I just, I should have kept my mouth shut. I apologize. Boom, and you go from there. Love, right? Love is key. And of course, don't use foul language and we've talked about that and so forth. So the bottom line is in that section I just read, you can just add it, you can look at everything, take notes and say pretty much this. Don't steal, do good, be generous, don't use foul language or abusive language, and speak goodness and helpfulness so you encourage others with what you speak. Remember the tongue, right? The tongue can be a weapon, as you all know. You can say harsh things, you can say amazing things to people. Foul language. Anybody can say, use foul language. Anybody can use abusive language. But what about if I challenge you to say, okay, instead of using foul language, why don't you practice using better language? Instead of swearing at somebody, try to encourage somebody. If you're upset about something, come up with ways not to use foul language that's offensive to people. You know what I mean? Think about it. And it's all about not only taming. So this section right here is about like taming your tongue, taming your attitude. We're surrendering. We're turning our lives over to you. We're working on being Christ-like. We're doing what we can on our end and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us through and do the rest. But at the same time, it's like, hey, put a leash on this tongue. Put a leash on my attitude. You know what I mean? Restrain myself from acting in ways of the world. Restrain myself from being who I used to be years ago before I came to Christ. It's all about that. It's taking your time and not just reading through these passages, but actually stopping and pondering on them and thinking about them and saying, you know what? I need to apply this to my life. Make sense? And like I said, all this is encouragement and instruction that we can glean from. And of course, that was just instruction from just verses 28 and 29. So you see what I mean? How you can just go in and just glean these areas. You could take one passage of scripture and stay on it for a week, if not more, just gleaning off it. And this is basic instruction, just like the B-I-B-L-E. Remember the Bible? Basic instruction before leaving earth. This is basic instruction coming out of the Apostle Paul for while you're still on earth, right? So let's continue with verse 30. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Amen. And this is a great reminder of how we need to make sure we are aware of the Holy Spirit living within us. When we act ways that do not please God, we are also grieving the Holy Spirit within us. Think about that. And when you, it's kind of like when, you know, you'll hear people say, well, I watch any movie I want. There's cursing, swearing, sex, murder, you name it, it's going on, it's crazy. But you know what? I'm good to go. But then it's like, if Jesus was sitting right there with you, would you still watch that show? 
Some people say, yeah, of course I would. Okay. But let's be real. Would you, if the son of God was seated right by you, Hey brother, you know what? Let's watch a movie together. Okay, good. Let's put on some craziness or some vampire movie or these horror movies and all this crazy stuff with the demonic and everything. And we're just opening up our doors and our houses to these spirits. But you've got Jesus sitting there right beside you. Of course you won't. Well, then think about that with the Holy Spirit within you. Same thing. Does that make sense? It's about being convicted. It's about sitting back and making yourself aware of, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to, you know, I think I'm going to get in the word today. I think I'm going to turn on some worship music around the house and I'm just going to focus on the Lord today. And I'm just going to love on him. And if I break down crying when some songs play, just like this guy here does, then so be it. But I'm going to spend time in the word. I'm going to spend time with the Lord. I'm going to pray. I'm going to call some folks and encourage some folks. I'm going to put some messages out there online to encourage others and just love on folks and just do things like that. You'll notice the Holy Spirit welling up inside of you. There'll be times you'll be getting in the word. You'll be thinking about others instead of yourself. You'll be focusing on worshiping and so forth. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will lay someone on your heart. Like literally, you'll be sitting there and all of a sudden you think about somebody you haven't thought of in years or days. And when that happens, immediately call that person. That's a part of that Christ-like living. You're receiving a nugget from the Holy Spirit, a nudge from the Holy Spirit to say, hey, you need to call Carla Hayes. Hey, you need to call this one or that one, which I really do need to call Carla and see how she's doing. But I, there's a lot of people I need to call. <laughs> see, busted. But the fact is, that's that Christ-like living. That's relying on the Holy Spirit to guide you. It all just works together like a well-oiled machine. And then when you step out of your house and you get around others, you're, hey, how you doing today? How's things going? Hey, read a name tag. Let me tell you something. You want to do a neat little thing with Christ-like living? It's simple and basic. Take the time to read a person's name tag. Get to know their name. So when you come through that register at Walmart or Lowe's or wherever you are, you can go, hey, Brian, how you doing today? How's things going? And they get thrown off at first, and then they realize, you read my name tag. That's awesome. Or when you get done cashing out, and you're like, hey, have a good day, Brenda. And they're just like, oh, yeah, thank you. You too. That Little things like that. Little nuggets. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. And remember, as believers, when you ask Jesus Christ into your life once again and repent of your sins and turn to God, you receive the Holy Spirit. He comes to live within you. Amen. Yes. And so verses 31 and 32 bring more instruction for us to take note of as we become determined to live this Christ-like life. Christ-like life. Christ-like living. So here we go. 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Verse 32, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Verses 31 and 32 speak for themselves. I'm so thankful that the Apostle Paul's letters to the churches were included in the Bible because they truly are full of basic life nuggets that we really can learn and live by. And I mean, seriously, think about it. If the Apostle Paul wrote this to them, like I said before, to show them how to live right, 
then what in the world are we doing if we ignore his instruction? Right? And let's look at verse 31 again. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. What more needs to be said? Get rid of these things if they're in your life. Bottom line, what more can I say about that? You got bitterness in your life? You notice you have rage and anger? You speak hard words all the time? You slander people like you see on the news with all this stuff going on? Get rid of it out of your life. The key in these verses is to make sure you also remember now, not just the don'ts, but also the do's. Make sure you also do Paul's corrective actions. In this case, let's look at verse 32 again. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Instead, in other words, don't do that other stuff. Do this right stuff. Be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Amen? And never forget what he did for us when he forgave us all of our sins. We must show others love and compassion in all circumstances. Forgiveness, of course, being one of the big players in all of this. And I say that because no matter what happens in life, you must forgive others or our Heavenly Father will not forgive you your sins. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking as it sounds. But it's right there in the Word of God. And Jesus said it. And if you're determined to live a Christ-like life, be sure to forgive. Remember what Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says. And this is out of the New American Standard. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But, oh my word, here it is. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. Never refuse to forgive others, my friends. Be determined to get through the rough times. Show mercy, love, and forgiveness, and remember who you are. Remember who you are and who you're representing. Amen? And so I hope this episode will bless and encourage you to step up and step out knowing who you are as a Christ-like vessel in the kingdom of God. I'm going to go ahead and pray. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for being able to share this message today, this part of this three-part series about Christ-like living with determination. Heavenly Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters in Christ out there that are listening and watching. Pray for my dad all our friends and family as well that are listening. I thank you for all of them. I don't take what I do for granted. I love serving and just being a vessel for you, Lord. So I just ask you watch over all of them, all my listeners and watchers, protect them, keep them safe. May they be strong and walk in their calling and show the world Christ-like living. I just thank you and pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Remember, if you have someone who has not subscribed or listened to Relevance for today, please encourage them to do so. Share it, the TV show, Kingdom Community TV, but not only go and watch my shows on kingdomcommunity.tv. Also, there are many amazing ministers and ministries. There's cartoon shows for kids. There's movies, all kinds of things. Even the Chosen series is on there as well all kinds of great, amazing shows, head on over there or download the app on your phone, Kingdom Community TV app, and just enjoy it. It's all free. 
great quality content. You'll love it. Hey, don't forget to subscribe, share with friends, family, and even strangers. Hey, I love you all. Take care of yourselves. When you're out there, live that Christ-like life every day. Be a vessel. They're watching you and they're watching me. Love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Peace.